Welcome back to another episode of Operation Climate. My name is Catherine, and I will be guiding you throughout this episode. So, we at OC are climate nerds. More specifically, climate communication nerds. This whole podcast is a climate communication project, and as we've grown and produced more and more episodes, we've learned about how storytelling is a huge part of calling in people to the climate movement. And we've learned about unconventional methods for climate education, like fictional movies or books and other proactive media, like we talked about with Elson Bankoff in episode 33, or uh, through social media, like we talked about with Leah Thomas in episode 40. Make sure to check those out. Um, but today we're continuing on with that theme. We're talking about how visual art and storytelling can call people in to the climate movement. And to explore this, we are joined by Marta Scara, the creator of Climate Illustrated or Climate Creativity. My name is Marta Scara. Uh, I'm located in Norway. Um, I started Climate Creativity, I guess it's like two or three years ago now. It was really because we wanted to, uh, to work with climate change in a different way, to storytelling and art. Uh, and see how that could could help support action in the movement. Climate Illustrated is a storytelling project on Instagram where people from all over the world share narratives of their experiences navigating the climate crisis. So take a minute right now to peruse the Climate Illustrated page. You will see colorful illustrations of nature, beautiful futures, and more coupled with personal stories of people's interactions with climate change. Climate Illustrated is a project where we collect uh, people's personal stories about climate change, sustainability, uh, and justice. Uh, we have stories from people all over the world. Um, then we work with artists who illustrate those stories. The whole thing started when I did an internship with the UN Climate Change Secretariat in Germany. And I was working on the loss and damage team, which is kind of a depressing team to be on, just realizing how little has been done and how little is being done and just seeing the big countries and the big emitters like not taking responsibility uh, for all the loss and damage that climate change is causing. It really just made me want to to do something to do something different and to highlight uh, the stories of people who are on the front lines of climate change and people who are working to, to do something about it. I have a background as a journalist, so I think storytelling was something that just felt very natural to me. And then we came to think about art and how art gives us this wonderful opportunity to show not just something that has been or something that is, but something that can become. Yeah, so I found you through the Climate Illustrated Instagram page and I was just immediately captured by all the art on there. I spent like an hour scrolling through the art and reading the stories coupled with it. And that was really interesting because I feel like with art, it's right there. You can't 
not look at it. Like if it were just words, people can choose if they want to read that or not. But with art, it's right there in front of you. And so I was wondering if this plays a factor into why you choose to couple art with these stories. And if you could go into a little more detail on why you think art is a powerful communication tool, um, especially for the climate movement. It catches your eye. You know, an image can just convey um, so much more in like an instant But I also think it's this ability to show us something different. I remember this one story by a young girl in France. She was talking how wildlife was disappearing from the areas where she grew up and how she was hoping that one day uh, the birds would come back. Um, And then the, the piece of art that was made for her story was about her in the future when all the birds and all the wildlife came back. If we can't imagine a positive future, if we can't imagine a sustainable and just future, it's almost impossible to create it. So I think that is one of the things I love about art, that it doesn't have to be like realistic. It can be something most people consider impossible. But if you draw it or paint it or make it, it just makes it seem more possible. And I think that is what I find most inspiring uh, with art and the art that we feature in Climate Illustrated. Yeah, I definitely really agree with all of that. And I think being able to visualize a just and equitable future, a beautiful future in which we do take climate action is very important because in the in the climate world, you have all these scientists um, communicating science. Uh, you have these graphs showing projections of warming and these scientists saying, you know, two degrees of warming is bad. And We know that because of the science. I understand that two degrees of warming is bad because of these impacts, these impacts. I know, I believe in the science, but I can't grasp what it feels like. I don't know how it's going to affect my surroundings, my environment, my livelihood. So I think art is a great tool that transcends these facts and statistics and projections because you can you can visualize yourself in either a beautiful world in which we do take climate action or not so beautiful world in which we don't take as ambitious of climate action. And so I would love to ask you more on your thoughts on this. What do you think storytelling and art can do that facts and statistics can't? Yeah, I think what you're saying is really important that, you know, when you see the graphs, when you read the numbers, you can't really, it doesn't help you to, to kind of feel, to understand how it would feel to live in that world. You know, what a lot of our storytellers does is that they share their experiences of actually living with climate change, how it really feels when your village is flooded how it feels to live through a heat wave, how scary it is to be surrounded by wildfires, but also their hopes and dreams about the future. And most importantly, what values they want this world to kind of build on. Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson, she's a marine biologist, and she said, 
I remember she said that we need a cultural shift, like a culture where we take care of the earth and that to have this cultural shift, we need storytelling about how the earth takes care of us and how we can take care of the earth. Both storytelling and art can make us question our worldview, our values, uh, what we think are important. It can allow us to understand others and their experiences. Science showed that as you hear a story unfold, your brainwaves actually start to synchronize with those of the storyteller. So there's actually like physical connection between the listener and the storyteller. So, you know, it's not just storytelling, but also the listening part. People listening deeply to those stories that's very powerful and I think also empowering. Just having someone listening to your story, caring about what you have to say, it can be very empowering and it can be this very act of, of connection. What storytelling does is that they allow, because there are so many different elements in a story, like you say, like you can include so many different kinds of knowledge, like indigenous knowledge and scientific knowledge and facts and numbers that really impacted you but why and like experiences that you had and memories and like all of these different elements goes into the story and when you put them into words you activate both the left side of your brain and the right side of the brain and making them work together helps people understand themselves and the world in a better way so it can also like kind of help you understand the world and find your voice and your purpose yeah and i love that mention of how art and storytelling are very closely tied to culture and that made me think of uh you know when i when i think of art i think of big giant paintings in these big fancy museums, you know, big Renaissance paintings. And from looking at them, I am actually able to learn a lot about the the history, the political and social contexts of the place in time that this art piece was created. And I'm wondering if we should think of this idea when we're when we're talking about climate art. You know, both art and storytelling is really, it's kind of our cultural memory. It's like, it's how we carry history with us. I think both storytelling and art, and art because it's so closely related to our history and our culture, also have this power to, to create cultural change and cultural shifts. What if we tell a different story, you know? What if we stop telling ourselves that that the power belongs to the presidents and the prime ministers and the business leaders of the world. What if we say that? What if we tell ourselves and truly believes that the power is with the people? What would change then? <laughs> you know, when we change our thinking, our action change and we change the world with those actions. Yeah, and that's what I love about art and storytelling is that it's so democratize now especially with social media like every anyone can tell their story anyone can share their art and it's really cool because when we think of historians in the future they're gonna be like oh what were people in 2023 thinking about when it comes to climate 
they're going to have so many different perspectives to see that from. And I think that's really cool. It's not just about the art, but like who is the artist? I think for me and at Climate Illustrated, like our philosophy is kind of that everyone can be an artist. Another project that we're doing, we're doing with school children here in Norway and we're co-creating an art exhibition with them and a Norwegian artist. And the idea is that, you know, the artist is there, you know, she has all the experience of putting together an exhibition, but that the, the teachers can be artists too, and that the students can be artists, and that we who are kind of organizing it can kind of contribute and be artists too. I think this is also part of like this kind of democratic feel to, to the feel of art as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I don't know a lot about art history, but I assume that, you know, back in the 1600s, it w like there were only a couple artists that really, you know, got their work out there. So it's great that art and storytelling is really being democratized now. So my last question for you, I know you've done workshops with people on telling their climate stories and something that I've heard you mention in another interview is that a lot of the people that you work with, they say that, oh, I don't know if I have a climate story. So I was wondering if you could walk me through on, yeah, why is this sentiment not actually true? And what tips do you have for people to find what their climate story is? Yeah, it's something I experience a lot in the workshops. And I think the reason why everyone has a story is just that climate change is happening and actually there is no one who is not affected in some way. Um, but I think it also has to do with like what we think about when we take climate change and climate change stories is like snow polar bears, like no climate change is much bigger than that. Climate change is about the relationship we have to each other, to the systems that we're part of, to the people we know, to our communities. And most people are part of a system or a community. So when you think a little bit broader about what a climate change story is, uh, everyone has one in a way. And I, But I also think it's this very like human thing that it's a little bit scary to take up space. It's a little bit scary to like, to kind of raise your voice and tell something personally. We're not necessarily used to storytelling anymore. Throughout history, humans have really engaged in storytelling. But in these modern days, we it's not something we necessarily do a lot in more like official settings or like in a workshop. It's, it's what we do every day with our friends and our family. Like, how has your day been? And you tell a little bit, a little story about your day. So I think it's just like taking that that format storytelling into into a different space it's easy to tell something to our mother or our brother like they're used to listening to us but to to tell your story in front of kind of an audience you're kind of saying like this is an important story for other people as well and i think that can be a little bit scary let's summarize this episode so Art and storytelling are very powerful ways to call in people to the climate movement. 
art can be a reflection of the cultural, social, and political context in which it was created. And by studying the art of different cultures, we can gain a deeper understanding of how climate change is affecting different communities and how they are responding to it. And by understanding that, we can develop more effective and inclusive solutions for uh, climate change. And then stories are really powerful as well. Science has shown that our brains are wired to respond to stories. When we hear a story, we naturally engage with the characters and imagine ourselves in their shoes. And this creates a strong emotional connection to the story and the issue it represents. And stories provide a sense of structure and meaning, which makes it easier for our brains to process complex information. And as always, we have an action item for you to take away after listening to this episode. Think of what your climate story is and actually write it out. When has climate change affected you? It could be about eco-anxiety, your hopes and dreams and worries about the future. It could be a climate event affecting you or someone that you love. There are tons of ways that you can engage with this. So think of what your climate story is and write it down. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Operation Climate. Make sure to subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. For a full transcript of this episode, head to our website at bit.ly slash Operation Climate Podcast. To stay updated about other Operation Climate things, you should follow us on our socials. We are at Operation Climate on Instagram and at Operation Climate on TikTok. And we hope to see you next time. Bye. This is Catherine signing out. Peace.